From Nashville, Tennessee, it's the weekly Grace Church Nashville podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Grace Church Nash and use the hashtag located in the podcast description. And now here's Linda Cooler with this week's message. I want to just basically love on you a moment and tell you that I think you're some of the greatest folks I know. I want to say that I love you with all my heart. I'm privileged to serve you. I thank you so much for your willingness to come out and pray with us about what's going to happen. But how things are going to go today is I'm going to talk to you just a few minutes. I have a sermon. The Lord told me this morning, last night, lady said, don't preach the sermon you have. I want you to share your heart with the people and I want you to give them some scriptures. And then I want you to them to go into militant prayer. So we're going to conclude this service with prayer. And it ain't going to be pansy prayer. So just get ready. So get your vocal cords ready. It's going to move quick. I want to address a couple of things. I, I want you to know that I am watching in our nation some things that I hope as a church you were prepared for because God did send us plenty of warning that this was on its way. How many of you were here the Sunday that Derek and Alexis, our youth pastors, spoke? How many were here? Do you remember at the end of that service we stood in perfect silence for one hour? Exactly from, some of you had to leave early, didn't get to be a part of that. We concluded our service at 1.30 and... I, David, I dismissed the band. I looked over. I said, you guys can go home. Nobody moved. David Hebiger started our, some worship music to end things. He turned it off immediately. I stood there in a moment of silence and I said, what's going on? Something feels different today. Listen, a few hundred people don't stand in perfect silence for no reason. The Holy Spirit invaded the sanctuary at 1.30 p.m. For one hour, we stood without saying one word. No one moved. Samuel and Isaac had some friends who attend another church that came, and when they walked into the back of the sanctuary, they immediately fell on their face because God was that strong in the room. It was a time that we should not speak out. We didn't sing. We didn't pray. We stood in perfect silence, and the fear of the Lord came upon me, and I was afraid to touch anything that was happening. At 2.30, whatever was there began to lift. I went home, and I said, God, what is this you're doing? I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. Why silence? Our church is far from silent. We're pretty rowdy worshipers. On Tuesday, I got the word from the Lord. And he said, I have come to retool my church because they're not ready for what's coming. I'm bringing them into the secret places with me and I'm going to give them a pause. Now this is two weeks before any quarantine started. We knew COVID was out there, but we didn't know where it was. Does anybody remember? On Tuesday, the Lord said, I've got to retool my church. They are not ready for what's coming. And I have been on every Sunday talking to you and saying, church, pull in close to the Lord. 
Lean in close to hear his spirit. Don't miss this opportunity. Don't waste this opportunity. Lean into the spirit of God. God wants to say something to you. And emphatically, two weeks ago, I said this. God does not want us to come out of quarantine the same way we went in. I've been hearing people say, boy, I wish we could go back to the way things were. And my spirit screams out of that and says, no, let's don't go back to dead religion anymore. Let's don't go back to ineffective church going, but let's go back into the kingdom of heaven and let's go with a fresh fire of the Holy Spirit and let's go in to take some authority and to take some territory for the king. What do you say? We don't go back the same. I want you to look over your neighbor and say, I'm not going back. I did not know, did not know, did not know, did not know that this situation what happened in my nation, Aubrey, the man named Aubrey was shot by two men who just chased him down and shot him in the neighborhood. I was careful what to say because I didn't know both sides of the story. But in one of my sermons, you'll remember, we prayed for the family. And then we watched a few days ago, this other travesty in Minneapolis. And we were all horrified by what we saw and angry by what we saw. And in the wake of that, I expected protest. But what we see going on right now is not protest. It's a demonic movement in our nation. It is a spiritual warfare that has come out of the closet. And it's come out from the dark. And it's come to destroy the church, to destroy our precious black brothers in Christ, and to pit us against each other. This political system is here to pit us against one another, to get us to hate one another. And I declare in the name of Jesus, we will not do that. We will not bow to the powers of the principalities of the air. We won't do it. We're not going to do it. We have weapons. And they're not real weapons that you can see. They're not guns and rocks. They are weapons of warfare in the spirit. And when we began to take authority in the name of Jesus, and we begin to call out in the name of Jesus, there's power in that name. There's power to set people free. I feel that evangelist anointing on me today. I may be a little different today. I'm sorry, but I am coming out. I'm coming out. I am coming out of COVID. So I know I sound intense today. I don't apologize for it. I believe the lion has been tamed too long. And we've watched the enemy come in and take authority and he's just not going to do it anymore. In the name of Jesus. The fight has been picked. We didn't pick it. And it's not against people. It's never against people. Don't you let the spirit of anger rise up in you. When you watch looters, don't you let that spirit of anger get on you. You realize that what's happening is controlled by something much more sinister. It's a spirit of hell. The Bible says that the devil comes to kill. He comes to steal and he's de- and to destroy. That is what we're watching. 
The Bible says that there will be a man that will come on the scene in days to come. I don't know if it's five years, ten years, three weeks. I don't know. But the Bible says there's an Antichrist that's going to come. And he's going to set up his, his kingdom. And he's going to be a man of lawlessness. I think he's going to find some people who are sympathetic to him. Because I'm seeing lawlessness. But before any of that happens... The church of Jesus Christ. The Bible said he's coming for his church that's spotless. And I love this part. Who has made herself ready. That little lockdown you just had was make yourself ready time. How many agree with me? You you feeling that in the spirit? Now I'm going to throw some scriptures in here to make this legal. Because it's not a legal sermon without some scriptures. I'm trying to look at my timer. I got nine minutes. I'm going to keep my word. I know Lisa Draconis don't believe it, but I always say I'm going to preach for 15 minutes. She goes, yeah, right here on the front row. Yeah. Cause she, she acts me on to keep going. Um, there's a bit of confusion in the nation about what a real follower of Jesus looks like. The title Christian has moved away from the anchor of the scripture and it's become influenced by the spirit of the age. More time is spent arguing over what's right and wrong that Christians should do or should not do and much less time spent in the secret place finding the heart of God. And without that vital intimate connection to the spirit of God, we may be sons and daughters of God, but we're left to defend our beliefs on the basis of intellect only. While intellect is important, it is not enough to come against the spirits of hell. You cannot convince demons to bow down because you have a great argument. Because you read a great book doesn't make the powers of hell get off of your family. It doesn't make the spirit of poverty get off of your family and off of your nation. It is not just intellect that will move. It is the power of the Holy Spirit. Without a a relational encounter with the Spirit of God, we're left with doctrinal arguments and studies alone. But today, today, the church is coming back to her place. We're stepping back into the place that we were waiting on someone else to take. I'm standing in front of men and women of God. I know some of your names and some of them I don't. But you are generals in the, in the house of the Lord. And some of you are mighty men and women of God. And you've been in this place of wondering what's next for you. Where do I go? Where do I fit? I'm here to tell you this morning that your moment of fitting is upon you. I'm telling you right now that the things that you've been through were the training for your moment right now. I'm telling you that it's time for you to prophesy and preach and testify and declare the kingdom of God. You have got the word of the Lord in your mouth and this is our moment to step up. Mm. Somebody says... You sound militant. I am. Second Chronicles 714 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, 
I don't know what you've been doing in quarantine, but that's what we've been doing at the Cooley household. We've been humbling ourselves before the Lord. If you'll humble yourselves and pray, look here, it, notice it tears them apart. Humble yourself, then it says pray, but there's something beyond prayer. It's seeking the face. I will hear from heaven. I'm going to preach on that in just a minute. When Moses brought the elders of Israel up into the mountain when he was going to receive the Ten Commandments, he said, you guys wait while me and my servant go into the cloud. The cloud of the glory of the Lord beyond it is where the strength is. It's where his face is. So many of those elders were happy to stay out of the cloud and let Moses go alone. But I hear something rumbling in my spirit. Hallelujah. That's going, let's go beyond the cloud. Let's find his face. We have, we have humbled ourselves. Now we have prayed. Now it's time to find his face. And when we find his face, he will heal our land. We need our land to be healed. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey them that have rulers, rule over you. Submit yourselves. We've done that. To all of the people who are fighting racist, black and white and yellow and red, this passage in 1 John says something very important. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And in this, the love of God is manifest toward us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So I'm... Where's my time at? I got three minutes. I want my prayer team to get ready to get behind me here. I want you to start getting in position. I want the musicians to start getting into the ones that David, David, you got got them all ready. We're going to social distance, I guess. But I want to talk to you real quick. When you're watching what's going on in our nation, let the zeal of God come upon you and realize that our nation has turned from the Lord. Our nation has walked away from the Lord. Someone said, why would people be this chaotic? And I said, well, when you take the Ten Commandments out of school... When I was a boy in school in the fifth grade, my first class was P.E. And at P.E. class, you can tell I really listened there. At P.E. class, the first thing we did, we saw the Ten Commandments on the wall the minute we walked in. And they told us not to kill, not to steal, not to lie. We had a foundation of what we believed. And then my P.E. teacher, who was a good Presbyterian, would pick up the Bible and read 
about six or seven verses. And then we would pray. And then we would say allegiance to our flag. We have watched over the years those things be taken out. And now we have a society who doesn't know it's wrong to kill. They don't know it's wrong to steal. They entertain themselves with violent games where destruction and mayhem and and the streets that we're watching on TV, that's how all the games look. It feels normal. And this is why we are where we are because the Bible says a nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. If you want to see some hell, just go to some of our cities this morning and you will see hell has broke out. But we are not defenseless, nor are we passive because I am filled with the life of Jesus. And it says I am able to love people not because it's coming from me, but because love comes from God. And Kenny, I remember the day that the love of God came into your life and transformed you. You'd have never gotten that lady. Never in your previous state. But when the love of God comes into a man's life or a woman, it changes everything. It changes everything. You talk different. You walk different. Why? Because the kingdom of God becomes real. And you suddenly realize, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. I may not feel like much on Monday, but it doesn't matter what I feel like. The king says I'm accepted. The king has commissioned us to go into the highways and byways and impose his word. I don't want to offend people. Well, it's time to... Oh, there's my timer. It's time to raise up a standard of Jesus and quit cowering in the corner hoping. This morning, the Lord spoke to me something really strong. I started writing something. I'm not going to share it today. But I'll put it on Facebook this week or Instagram, and it's this. It was so funny. I said this when I woke up this morning. I turned on my phone, and I said, wonder what happened while we were sleeping. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I'm waking up my church. They've been asleep. I'm waking them up. While we were sleeping. And man, the Spirit of the Lord is here in this parking lot today. Oh, my, 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 my. Guy, that was perfect. Band, it was perfect. And to hear your voices, my, 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 I've missed you so badly. But I say we get out of this little hole back here that they're about trying to cover us up in. And I say we do the business God called us to Franklin, Tennessee to do. And what is that, Lyndall? To open the heavens with our worship. And for God to send heaven through that open hole and to disperse it amongst, amongst the issues that we're dealing with in the, in the nation. So I want you to stand with me and this is how we're going to end this meeting today. Oh, I love you. The Lord just gave us perfect weather. Isn't he so good? It's been so gloomy. I thought we lived in England. How gorgeous it is. And you all look so beautiful in the sunshine. 
But Lord, we we are going to come before your throne right now, Heavenly Father. And Lord, we're not coming as beggars. We're coming as sons and daughters. You chose us. You called us. And the love that we have inside of us came from you. And Lord, politics, riots, and demonic racial spirits will not cause us to play this game with the rest of the world. We just won't. We now stand up and raise the banner of your name above every bit of this. And Lord, there's a lot of people in the world say, all we can do is pray. Oh, no, 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 no. The first thing we do is pray. And to get today on this parking lot, we've come to seek your face. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And we've come to go beyond the cloud and come into your presence. And Lord, for you to commission us and begin to send us as peacemakers in chaos. As freedom, as a voice of freedom to the prisoner. As the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Because he's anointed us to preach good news. To bind up the brokenhearted, To set at liberty the captives. God, that same spirit of poverty and racism that has plagued this nation and the nations of the world. It has to bow, not because we pray loud, but because your name. Your name calls for every tribe, every kingdom, every race. It's calling for all of them. So we say no to this stuff. And we come humbly before your throne, but boldly as sons. And Lord, we ask right now that you would begin to fill us with the prayers and the words that need to be spoken into this moment. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. In the name of Jesus. Come on, everybody say that. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain. So, Lord, we pray. Those of you who are in clumps and you're in families, you can join hands, but don't join hands with people that you're staying away from, okay? Just with the people who came with you, okay? If you're by yourself, join your own hand. It's okay. Father, we lift up the Floyd family right now that are grieving. We lift up everyone connected to this gentleman. And, Lord, we don't know a lot about his life. But Lord, we ask you right now to comfort the family that is lost. Comfort that family, Father. Lord, send the Holy Spirit. Comfort their hearts in this time of grief. And God, comfort them to know that you're with them and you've got a plan. And even in this time of loss, there's something you're doing in your kingdom. So God, give them the wisdom to look above and look to Jesus. And know that you are the author and the finisher of all this. Lord, we pray for our mayors. All over this nation, we lift up our mayors, Lord. God, it doesn't matter if we agree with their politics or not. God, would you put men and women around our leaders, 
Put them around our leaders, Lord, that would instruct them in the ways of wisdom and righteousness. Oh, God, we ask that your kingdom would begin to move. Oh, Lord, with our district attorneys, with our courts, with our judges. And God, begin to turn things around with our governors. Oh, we speak right now the blessing of Jehovah. And we ask, God, that you would move on our governors all over the United States of America. Oh, Lord, those that know you, fortify them. And those that don't, give them mercy and give them grace. And, Lord, let them have an introduction to Jesus. Let them know that you're the King of kings and Lord of lords. Raise up a banner in Jesus' name. Touch them, Lord. Oh, touch every ruling governor, every person that's ruling. Touch them in the name of the Lord. We pray right now that the kingdom of God will begin to rise up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, send preachers into the streets. Send prophets into the streets. Send the people of God into the streets. Oh, God, replace the violence in our streets with singing and worship, Lord. Oh, God, let the floodgates of heaven open up. And let the joy that passes all understanding begin to come. Lord, come down from heaven and begin to touch every person, God. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would do this. Oh, God, give us a generation. Give us the nations for our inheritance. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every leader. Lord, we pray for the Senate and the Congress. Lord, we pray for all of our men in Washington that, Lord, have been put there. Oh, God. Stop the hatred and God began to cause calmer minds to prevail. We pray for our president, God. Surround him. Give him wisdom, Lord. We lift him up, God. Our job is not to judge here. Our job is to intercede. So we go between the porch and the altar and we weep and we wail and we say, God, give us souls. Give us this nation. Give us revival. Give us an outpouring of your spirit, God. Let your power be seen. Let your glory be known. Let your name be famous in this nation again. Oh, God, bind up the brokenhearted and set at liberty the captives. Oh, by the name of the power of Jesus, move by your spirit, Lord. Move by your spirit, Lord. Move by your spirit, Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain.
bring it back. And I want you to lift up your voice right now in prayer together. Come on, in a concert, all the way through this parking lot. Just lift your voice yes. right now. Come on, begin to pray what the Holy Spirit's telling you to pray. Come on, just pray what the Holy Spirit's saying. Pray. Come on, let the Holy Spirit begin to pray through you right now. Pray what the Lord is telling you to pray right now. Lift your voice. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, saints. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 I feel prompted by the Holy Spirit, and then we're going to let you go. But I feel really prompted by the Holy Spirit. This is wonderful. But Lord, we come in your name. I know I get militant and yell a lot. Y'all just have to bear with me. I know the Lord's not deaf. But I get reared up. God, we extend our hand over our city and over this people. Lord, right here. God, every person in this in this parking lot dealing with depression that this COVID thing has brought hopelessness it's made you feel like everything is falling in around you some of you have lost jobs and you sit around your house that spirit of depression comes over you and you feel like it's going to overwhelm you we speak in the name of Jesus that the spirit of God begin to break the grip of that mindset and that fear And God began to minister to you and began to give you eyes to see over the hordes of hell and see what he's about to do in your life. Always speak encouragement over you in the name of Jesus. Courage over you in the name of Jesus. And every prayer that you've prayed, God's been listening. And I'm telling you, you're not going to fail again. You're not going to fall back again. You're going to go forward in the name of the Lord. And you're going to see your family, your grandchildren, your children shall be saved. We declare that in the name of the Lord. The Bible says where two or three agree in my name, touching anything, it shall be done. If you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into sea, it shall be done. Your children shall be saved. Your grandchildren shall follow the ways of the Lord. And that depression is coming off of you in the name of the Lord. Because God's got a fresh anointing. So right now, Holy Spirit, a fresh anointing. Let a fresh empowerment of God begin to fall on every person in this parking lot. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Right now, everyone struggling with any sickness, Lord, be healed them. Heal them right now. Healing. A fresh touch of Jesus. Fresh touch of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thanks for listening. For more information about Grace Church, you can visit us online at gracechurchnashville.com and find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gracechurchnash. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time.